Welcome in to the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast with your host, Minister Alvin Scales. And now, let's join in to today's program. Uh, as always, praise God for His grace upon us on this very day. Today, I want to talk to you on the subject, I Never Knew You. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23, the word of God says these words as Jesus said them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Today's subject is, I never knew you. Sometimes in life we meet people who we think we know. Then we come to realize that we really didn't know them at all because people are good at dissembling themselves, which means to conceal one's true motives, feelings, or beliefs under a false pretense. It also means to put on a false appearance and to even suppress their true identities. That's why when we come to find out who people really are, then we do realize that we didn't really know them like we thought we did. Sometimes it just takes something small, like, some, like, like for them to respond to something in their true essence and under their true identity, an identity that we may have never seen of them. And it can actually shock us because they have always presented themselves in a certain way that we were familiar with and came to believe that that's who we knew them to be. It takes time to really get to know someone. And just because we recognize people's faces and we know people by their names does not mean that we really know them. See, getting to really know someone requires spending a lot of time with them, being around them, being with them, learning them, and developing a relationship with them. Most of us only know people on the surface and that does not mean that we truly know them. Sometimes people conceal their true identities even if we have spent time trying to get to know them. And once again, we come to realize that we didn't really know them at all. Now, people of God, this is how we are doing with one another. But I guarantee you this is not how we want to be before God. We don't want to a certain way but that's not who we really are before God even though we know that God sees all he knows all and he hears all and nothing is hidden from the Lord wouldn't it be a sad thing on the day of judgment for Jesus to have to say to any one of us I never knew you depart from me ye workers of iniquity 
with all the work that we feel that we have done for the Lord, with how we feel we have represented him, with how we feel that we've continued to follow him, and with all the service that we feel we've done for the Lord. When our own understanding has convinced us that we have served the Lord according to the will of God, and then to have to hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you, what would this mean to you and I? It would simply mean that we have not done according to the will of God, but we have done according to our own will. We were not the children of the light, but we were the children of the darkness. We have leaned to our own understanding, and we thought that God would be happy and satisfied with the little that we did give him. In Proverbs 24 and 12, the word of God says, If thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth the soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? See, many of us are involved in and dedicated to religious practices. And religious practice is usually limited to attending Sunday morning service and the things that we do at church on Sunday mornings. But outside of the church and from day to day, we go about living our own lives and lives even under our own terms. And there is minimum work outside of the religious pr practice that many church folks really engage in. In fact, all the outreach ministry work I've done over the years is so hard to get church people out there in this world working in the harvest. Many people are lacking truth in worship and dedication to God and to the service of the Lord. And yes, God knows our hearts. He also knows our works. So he knows who is really living to do his will. And we will be judged according to our works and even by our lack of works. And God's judgment, people of God, is always righteous because he judges us and gives to us according to what we have done. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10 tells us, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. For Jesus to have to say to any one of us, I never knew you, would also mean that we will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So we must really evaluate ourselves and our works and our lifestyles and make sure that we are really doing the will of God and that our, our works and our lives are lining up with all that God requires of us every day. Because as Jesus said, no man knoweth the day nor the hour when the Son of Man shall appear. So we must be found doing God's will in the spirit and in truth at all times. We have to ask ourselves, are we truly on the Lord's side or are we living two different lives? Who are we really serving with our lives? Is it God or is it the devil? Is it the kingdom of God or is it the world? God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So his will remains the same every day.
He wants us, you and I, his children, to love him and to serve him with all of our hearts, minds, and souls. He made us in his image to do just that. When we are following Jesus and truly following him every step of the way, then we are pleasing to God and we minimize the possibility for Jesus to have to say, I never knew you. We must follow Jesus all the way every day and we must be found doing the will of God when he comes and meets us right where we are. See, it was all for God's own pleasure that he made all things, including mankind. And he made you and I to worship him, to love him, to fear him, to please him, and to praise him at all times. And we can only do that when we're in Christ. We show our love dedication and loyalty to God through our relationship with Jesus Christ. If we do all of these things that God requires us to do and are diligent in doing them, then this would constitute our true relationship with God and not just the practice of participating in religious ceremony. In Deuteronomy 10 and 12, as God spoke to his holy nation, the word of God says, <clears throat> Excuse me. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him, and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul? People of God, this applies to you and I too. We're his chosen people, all who are in Christ and who live according to the salvation that we have been given of the Lord. God wants us to fear him as in giving him reverence and acknowledgement for who he is. He wants us to walk in all of his ways and not just some of them. He wants us to love him and to serve him with all of our hearts, minds, and souls. This is what God requires of us in order for our worship and our service to him to be for real. Now, these three words is where we get confused at all times. Those three words, at all times. This is also where many of us come up short and we fail God. Some of us are not serving God at all times, and we really believe that we're giving God enough of our time and that we're giving him our all. In that chapter uh, of Matthew 7 and 21, when Jesus said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is speaking to the people of God that claim to worship him and that are doing his will sometimes and at their convenience. He is also speaking to those who are lacking in works or who do no works at all. People of God, when we serve God sometimes, when we worship him sometimes, when we praise him sometimes, when we live according to his word sometimes, when we're following Jesus sometimes, and when we're praying sometimes, this actually subtracts from the good works that we think we are doing. But we believe that we're doing just enough and that we're in good standings with God and that we're entitled to our entry into heaven. God is a jealous God. 
And when we don't meet God's requirements of living for him at all times, then we have literally put ourselves in the things that we have to do before God and before what he has commanded us to do. We consider the things that we have to do or the things that we want to do more important than the things that God has commanded and told us to do. When we do put ourselves before God, then we commit sin. God said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And sometimes we make ourselves the gods that we put before him. This does not please God by any means. It's okay to love ourselves, and God loves us too. But he wants us to love him more than anything or anybody, including ourselves. In Matthew 10 and 37, Jesus said, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. We must love God more than anyone else or anything that we have. And our relationship with him must be for real. This means that it must be in spirit and in truth. And if it is in the spirit, then we are being led by the spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit. It's also the eternal and everlasting spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit will keep us constant in our worship, in our service, and in our relationship with God so that we can live a godly life. There are some of us that only worship God when we're in church on Sundays. We can't wait for Sunday morning to get here. We can call ourselves true Sunday morning worshipers. Oh, we have a glorious time in the Lord, and nobody can tell us that we're not praising God because we are on Sundays. We're dedicated to religious practice, and we do it well. With this kind of worship, we end up putting ourselves before God if we're not worshiping him all week long. Think about it. If we're not worshiping God Monday through Saturday, then who are we worshiping? Most of the time it's ourselves, our lives, and whoever's in our lives at the time. And this by no means is pleasing to God, but is pleasing to the enemy of God, the devil. Because he would have it that we totally stay away from the presence of God at all times. God wants us in constant fellowship with him. He wants us in constant communion with him. He wants us in constant communication with him. And he wants us totally dedicated to serving and living for him. People of God, Sunday morning worship is just not enough because God requires more than that. And guess what? He's worth more than that. God is God every day and all day. And as long as his grace is covering us, as long as his mercy is enduring, as long as his love prevails, we should be grateful enough to worship him every day of our lives. Just take a look at yourselves. Look in the mirror at yourself. Look at what God wonderfully made and called to come forth. This should be reason enough to praise him. It should be reason enough to serve him. It should be reason enough to live for him who created you. It should be reason enough to love him and his marvelous works. And this should be reason enough for us to follow God every day of our lives. 
for those of us who claim salvation. We know that it requires a daily walk with Christ, not a sometimes walk, but a daily walk. It requires a change in our hearts and in our lifestyles. It requires a change in our behaviors and in our routines. If we were only saved and represented our salvation on Sundays, then are we truly living for God? Surprisingly, we would be the ones who Jesus tells on that great day, I never knew you. It is in Christ that we live, move, and have our being. In Galatians 2 and 20, the word of God says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Jesus wants to know us up close and personal. And he wants us to know him personally as well. He loves us and wants us so much that he gave his life for us. And he gave himself so that you and I could have an abundant life with him. So I encourage you to live life in the fullness of Christ. If we're not living in the light of Christ every day, if we're not living a saved life every day, if we're not walking with the Lord every day, if we're not representing the Lord every day, then Jesus, is he really working in our lives every day? The enemy can find time to do his work in us as long as we will allow him the time and the opportunity to do it. If we have to invite Jesus to come into our lives, which we do, then we shouldn't be so quick to show him the door to leave after he's arrived. Just because we don't feel like worshiping right now, just because we already did that on Sunday, just because right now it's my time, just because, Lord, I've already given you enough, I want to tell you today, to God be the glory for the things that he has done. The very moments that we move Jesus to the back in our lives is the same moment that we move the enemy to the front and we serve him rather than God. And if we are the servants of Christ, then we must remain servants at all times. Jesus is our Lord and our master. And believe it or not, we belong to him 24 hours a day. So we should allow him to lead us. We should allow him to instruct us. And we should be willing to obey his every command. This is also how we should feel about continuing our service for the Lord. So that we will conform to the will of God and be able to hear Jesus say some different words to us. Like, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Rather than have to hear him say, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. People of God, we have to be like the Apostle Paul when he says in the scriptures that he is a servant and even a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Watch this. Romans 1 and 1, the word of God says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. In Ephesians 4 and 1, Paul said, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. 
our efforts to satisfy God by our service and worship to him must remain active at all times. As long as we have the breath of life, then we should seek to satisfy God with our lives because this is what he wants from us. And in fact, it is the thing that will make it well with us, even as it says in the scriptures. God is going to call us all home one day, and when he does, he's going to require our souls to stand before him and give an account of ourselves. We should hope and pray that we have done all that was required of us according to God's will so that we are called into his glory and not into condemnation. God is looking for faithful followers and for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He wants those who will practice a lifestyle of worshiping and serving him on a daily basis. We cannot lean to our own understanding and believing that we're doing the will of God and that we're doing enough to please him and to make it into heaven. But in all our ways, we should acknowledge him and let him direct our paths. If we follow God's word, then we will be more worthy to claim the victory and to receive the reward. On the day of judgment, there will be a lot of disappointed people when God calls us to stand before him. And we don't want to be one of those people who are disappointed because at that time, we will be faced with the reality that we're not going to get into heaven. And if we're not going to heaven, then we will be among them that we thought ourselves to be better than, more worthy than, when we enter into the pits of hell with them. We have to be true servants of Christ in order to be true followers of God. We must continue to live a righteous life in Christ because faith without works is dead. And God is not the God of the, of the, of the dead, but of the living. So we must serve him while we yet have life. We must serve him while we yet have his breath. We must serve him while we yet breathe his air. We must serve him while we can yet call on the name of Jesus. And we must serve him while there is yet still time to serve him. People of God, we cannot afford to play, to play with this or to take a chance on our salvation with Sunday only and sometimes worship because our salvation could end up becoming complacent. Salvation is alive. It is well, and it requires constant nurturing and daily practice. So I want to encourage you to stand on the word of God to stay in Christ, to pursue God with your whole heart all the days, all the rest of the days of your life, that it may be well with you and I so we don't have to hear on that great day Jesus telling us, I never knew you, but rather enter into the joy of the Lord. God bless you.
listening to the prophetic sermon broadcast with minister alvin scales to correspond or to support this broadcast you can write to the prophetic sermon ministries post office box 14895 cincinnati ohio 45250 or call minister scales at 513-406-8201 that's 513-406-8201 And tune in next week at this same time for the Prophetic Sermon Broadcast on 1320 AM WCVG, the voice of Cincinnati. Are you looking for a practical way to study God's Word? Reverend Alvin Scales from the Prophetic Sermons Ministry has spent four years writing a new book to help you learn God's Word. It's entitled The Open Book Bible Study Workbook. You can purchase a book by contacting Reverend Alvin Scales at his online bookstore on his Facebook page or at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. The Open Book Bible Study Workbook is a new, fun, and exciting way to study God's Word. For more information, you can call Reverend Scales at 513-406-8201. That's 513-406-8201.